Welcome to LVR Talk, the Las Vegas Realtor Podcast, where we think we talk all things uh, LVR. And I'm here. I'm Brandon Roberts, your 2022 president, along with our CEO, the one and only Wendy DeVecchio. Thank you, Brandon. Welcome. It's been a few weeks since we've been on. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about this show because we've got a potpourri of stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. Got it's lots good. of papers on the table here, lots of things to cover. And so let's just jump right in and let's start off with uh, your update. Okay, so in April of 2022, we are currently at 17,034 members. Compared to March of 2022, we had 17,087 members. And then April of 2021, we had 15,778 members. So as you can tell, our member count is still growing. It's continuing to grow. I got the membership report today, took a quick glance at it, and we're actually at 17.2. Nice. So we're going up some. Um, they're like yesterday alone, they joined, uh, according to Krista, like 20-some members yesterday. So that's starting to increase. It slowed down for a while, but it's starting to increase again. Um, we had 103 new members join so far in May. Uh, we've had 948 new members join since January. Year to date gain is 1,288 because you have to remember there's reinstatements in there and that kind of thing, just not new members. Um, in April, we had 1,399 and then in March, we had 592. Currently, we have 190 members pending. New offices year-to-date, we have 14 affiliates, four appraisers, uh, new, uh, excuse me, broker's offices. We have 1,644 compared to March where we had 1,638. And in March of 2021, we had 1,612. So we are gaining um, some brokerage offices at the same time. Since January, we have had 1,159 drops. Um, which is a big, huge number and drops. Uh, in April alone, we had 377. And then uh, March of 2021, we only had 264. So the drops were up for last month. Uh, in April, we had 247 agents go through orientation. Since January, we've had 913 agents go through orientation. And out of the 230 that were inducted in March, we had 97, excuse me, in April, we had 97 in March and we had 225 in February. Um, LVR has um, 16,844 active keys. You guys are going to notice that as of yesterday, the key billing hit your statements. Don't freak out. Um, We put the statements on everybody's account at least a month ahead of time. They're due July 1st, and then they're mm. late after July 5th, July 5th at midnight. Well, you tricked me. What did I trick you Because for? I saw it in my email, and I paid it yesterday, I and I tried to get it in by the 5th, so I didn't get a late fee. But now I'm a whole month early. You are. <laughs> and I know, because the county and the phones were blowing up yesterday. Oh. Um, so the key billing is out there, but like I said, um, don't be paranoid. It is due um, on July 1st, so you guys have time to pay it. And speaking of that, um, don't forget that we still have pay layaway where you can take your whole entire fees, which is your state, national, local, your MLS, your key, and your MLS again, and you can break those up in monthly payments. So just call the accounting department and they'll give you more information. 
On that uh, pay layaway, can you join any time during the year? Yes. So you can join any time during the year. The only difference is, is, of course, the payment goes up, right? So if you were to join, let's say, I'm just using numbers for easy math. If you joined in January, it'd be like $200 a month. And then so if you join in May, it's going to be a little bit more than that because you have to catch up. But okay. the nice thing about it is, is that you are prepaid, right? So when you get on the pay layaway plan at any time, especially January, you prepay and you prepay your state, national, local dues coming up the following year. So at that end of the year, you don't have to scramble because it's already in the pay layaway. And then next year, nice. your pay layaway would go down. Yes. Because well, you're... it would stay the same because it's the same if you keep it going for 12 months. But it's nice because you can make a monthly payment, just like your car payment, just like anything else, and they take it out automatically, and you don't have to think about it. So it's very nice. So for those of you that were interested in that, let a county know. Um, we do have a lot of members on it, and it works out really good for them. Um, PS cases um, are at 13 ethics cases right now, eight arbitrations, and one ombudsman. And for some reason, we've had a lot of appeals this year. Yeah, we have. Um, we have. So the board of directors have been doing at least two to three appeals a month. Um, communications, I'm going to wait to do communications because Brandon and I are going to talk about communications in a little bit. We have a lot to cover under communications. And then the last two things is that we have the YPN Who's um, Who coming up on June 17th at the Sahara. It is $50 for members and $75 for non-members and their sponsorship availability. Um, and your son is going to be there honoring, so I expect you to uh, see a sponsorship coming in for a table. You will see a sponsorship from me on that. I have no okay. I have no choice. Not that I wouldn't do it anyway, <laughs> but he's chair of YPN this year, and he's also <laughs> one of the recipients. So Yes, he is. Proud dad. Um, very proud dad. Um, and so... Um, and then Brandon's going to cover, you're going to cover a few things, and then we're going to jump back to committees. So today we're going to do a lot of jumping back and forth, so just so you guys know. Yep. Thank you for all of that information. Uh, I don't know how you keep it all together, but I guess that's why you're the CEO, and I'm <laughs> not. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, committee meetings. Uh, last year during COVID, there was um, uh, kind of an emergency thing where we allowed uh, committee meetings to be done by Zoom. Um, and then that was extended a little bit more as the mask mandate and everything else was by the CDC. And then this year, the board said, okay, we're, we're through that to a point we want to start having the live meetings. And so we mm -hmm. cut off the Zoom meetings. And but remember, we also did it because the governor mandated it. Remember when yeah, before. we couldn't meet in person, we had to stay at home, we had to do this. So it was kind of a little bit combination of the mandate too. Right. So it was, it was kind of done out of necessity. Correct. And so then the board took that uh, took that away but we found when that we did that that a lot of people really enjoyed getting the information mm -hmm. from the committee meetings and so we have an open forum if you don't know that prior to each board meeting uh, the members are allowed to address the board and one of the topics after we'd we'd done away with the zoom meetings one of the big topics was that agents really enjoyed getting the information and so the board took a look at that we listened to that and we we looked at it, the pros and cons of the Zoom meetings, and we looked at some of the issues of what 
the Zoom meetings negatively affected the committee meetings. Number one was was quorums, um, because at the beginning of the year, if you have 100 or 150 people join a committee, they're on the committee for the first meeting, mm -hmm. and then you don't have a quorum show up, you can't even conduct mm -hmm. committee business for like two to three months after. Correct. The other thing was that we had a lot of committee or people on the committee or, or attending the committee meetings that would be in their cars, off camera, different things like that. And so or no shirts or no shirts. Um, Add that to our robes, robes. Um, so we thought the professionalism of that, the people that got up, got ready and came down to the committee. It was also hard to have the dialogue back and forth mm -hmm. um, with the committee members that were in the room and the ones that were uh, at home. So we looked at that and said, OK, there's got to be a way to to get the, both, the best of both worlds. And so we came up with and the board of directors motioned and passed that we will now be broadcasting the open committees via a Zoom webinar. Correct. Right. And so you'll register an email, go out ahead of it, just mm -hmm. the meeting, just like it does for the board of directors. You'll register to be on it. You'll get your own link. You can come on. You won't be able to participate in the way of dialogue during the committee meeting, but there will be an open session Correct. at the beginning of the meeting, similar to the board uh, of directors meeting. Speaker, sorry, after the speaker. So if they have a guest speaker and they want to ask the questions to the guest speaker, it'll be after a speaker. If they don't have a speaker, it'll be before that. Okay. So there, that's clarified. Um, and so then we've got, um, uh, you'll be able to address it, but you won't be able to participate in the actual meeting itself. Correct. So the chat feature will be turned off and so will Q&A. Right. So if they have any questions, what will happen is it's kind of like if anybody's joined for the board meeting, right, you turn that section over to me and then I ask anybody if they have questions or concerns or want to address anything and then we unmute them, let them in. You'll have two minutes to address the committee Sometimes the committee will be able to answer right then and there, and then sometimes they won't be able to answer right then and there, just like the board. But yes, there is going to be an open session at every meeting that anybody who is at the um, Zoom webinar will be able to address the committee. Perfect. And, and a lot of this is because what we heard from the members or from you guys out there was that you wanted the information. You didn't really mm -hmm. care necessarily about the credit for being on the committee. Correct. Um, and so we're going to be able to open that up because I think it's important too because we have some good speakers and we have some good information that comes out of these committees. We do. And it's nice because the board took a very long time, deliberated this, listened to the comments that you guys had in your um, April meeting from the members who came on and expressed and the board deliberated a lot to come up with the solution to do the webinars. And then they wouldn't get the credit for being on the committee unless they came down and live. But I think it is a wonderful um, medium in the point because you're going to be able to get those recording or you're going to be able to see that, get all the information. And also the thing that we talked about with the staff liaisons is if they do have a guest speaker, they will be asking them up front if they are willing to let us record it. And if they're willing to share their PowerPoints and if they're willing to do both, then that information will be posted, not the committee itself business, but just that speaker will be recorded and put on the committee page so they can go back and review it. Yeah. So to clarify, committee biz business cannot be recorded. No. So they will conduct the all. committee business, adjourn the committee, have the speaker. It, that could be recorded and that could be disseminated, but it would be only at 
the permission of the speaker. Correct. So it wouldn't be every one of them. No, so. the speaker has to give us permission to be able to record and has to give us permission for the PowerPoint. I love how things are adapting with technology mm -hmm. and how we were kind of forced to do it through COVID. Um, but we're finding ways to, to get better and better mm -hmm. and get more and more information out and get better participation Correct. from our members. That's it's cool. Well, yeah, because some committees, I mean, you'll have, you know, like 150 people that between Zoom and, and in classroom, which is wonderful because they're actually getting all that information, which is nice. You know, so it's good to mm -hmm. see those committees being that bit, you know that big but it and this will take a lot of pressure off not having to monitor if people you can get the information mm -hmm. anywhere you want now in your car in correct. your in your living room your kitchen wherever correct okay and so that's that's really cool so we do listen and so we do encourage you guys if you have anything that you want to address the board to come on in those open sessions we can't always address you at that point but we do take notice of it and we do discuss it and uh good things come out of it and uh, hopefully this will be the solution that works. Mm -hmm. If not, we'll adapt from there. And then your next board of directors meeting is on um, July 19th. Uh, June. I'm sorry. June 19th. Um, you guys will get an email two days before. Um, please make sure you register. And then at that time, Brandon does call an open session where you guys can address the board of directors. Just remember that we do take notes of everything that you guys do address to us. Um, that goes to the board of directors and to the committee members um, once the open session is done. And then um, we decide as the board how we're going to address them and what to do, just like we did with this committee. Because in April, they all came to, to voice their opinion, and then you guys deliberated and came up with the solution. So yes, they came great. to lynch us, but we listened. Yes. Okay, so um, the next big thing on my list is the general membership meeting coming up July oh. 8th. But before you go into that, so just really quick, since Brandon is talking about committees, um, the Political Affairs Committee is on June 9th from 8.30 to 10.30 here at the Association in Classroom A. Uh, YPN is on June 9th from 1 to 2.30 p.m. in Classroom A. The Property Management Committee meeting is June 14th from 9 to 10 in Classroom C. And the global committee is on June 15th from 10 to 11.30 a.m. in Classroom B. And just so you guys know, there is a couple of open committees that are not meeting this month. Um, so please look for the July schedule so you guys know if you're joining or trying to join, um, you can keep up to date on the committee calendar that's online. Yeah, like risk reduction meets every other month. Yeah, like risk reduction meets, meets every other month. Trends meets every other month. Um, so there's certain there's certain committees that meet every month, and there's certain committees that meet every other month. It just depends what's going on. Very good. All right, so now moving into July. July 8th is our general membership meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, this will be the second general membership meeting of the year, and this one we will actually be conducting a lot of business. Yes. Um, so there's two big things happening at this meeting. The first one is bylaws. We've got some bylaws changes coming down the, the pipeline. Um, mm -hmm. These were things that were set in motion a couple years ago by the board. Um, and they, we were unable to have a general membership meeting to vote on these live. live. And so they've kind of been, I don't want to say kicked down the road, but they've been sitting there waiting to be 
addressed, and so they've been addressed, and um, they've gone through the bylaws committee, they've gone through the board of directors, they've gone back to the bylaws committee, they've yep. come back to the board of directors, mm -hmm. and probably one more time, yeah. and now um, the final say goes to the members, because bylaws are only changed at the vote of the members. Two-thirds two of the members of, that are present. Two-thirds of the members that are present that show up. Um, is there a proxy or anything? Yes. So when um, the email will go out, um, so per the bylaws that the membership has to be notified of the bylaws changes within 10 business days, um, that will go out before 10 business days. But with that is the proxy vote. So if you're not going to be able to be there in person, you can give your proxy vote to someone who you know is going or you can email me your proxy vote and those will be secretly put into a box. And then once the vote happens, the box will be opened and then those will be counted along with the, um, the audience and the um, attorney will be there to explain the bylaw changes with you on stage. With me or with the bylaws chair? Uh, well, the three See, of I'm you. I'm trying to get out of that. I know. The three of you will be up there Why I'm up there counting votes. So between you and I, we'll be counting, and then they'll be discussing the actual changes to the bylaws. Right. So they'll come out. So make make a point to read read them. They, they've been discussed in open forum uh, on the board meetings, too. So many of you have saw that. But, but uh, make sure you read those, and it's important that we have people there to show or to vote. Yes. And you have two options, either vote it up or vote it down. Correct. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to see on bylaws? Um, yeah, so there's going to be three pages that are going to go out in the bylaws. So sorry about the long email that you guys are going to get. But the changes that the board of directors are proposing, there's one section that needs to be put in there so they understand it. So, for example, you know, there there's a bylaw that you can only have two um, people from the same company that sits on executive, right? But then there's a section that says that if you have over 100 um, agents in your office, you can have three people. But if we didn't send that section, it would be confusing because then people would be like, well, what happened to the three? So we just wanted to make sure that they understand that those still go in with the rules because we were putting back in the policies for elections back into um, the bylaws, plus like um, a couple of other minor changes. And then the only other thing that they won't vote on is that we did housekeeping, which is the name, the Greater Las Vegas Association. Um, it will refer to, in the beginning, Greater Las Vegas Association, and then every time that showed up, it will be Las Vegas. So we've also updated that for the housekeeping. But you guys, that doesn't have to be voted on. Right, and so, so three members of the board... Uh, three members of a company can be on the board if they have over a hundred, but right. only two of those can be on executive. Well, that's the proposal. Because, yeah, because there's only five members of executive. Correct. And so to keep it kind of balanced. Exactly. So that exactly. And so I just so you'll get three you'll get three sheets. The first sheet there's some changes, and then the second and the third sheet is all of the additions that they want to add into the bylaws. And just so you guys know. These additions that they're adding into the bylaws used to be in the bylaws in 2012, 13, and then they removed them, put them in policy, and then the board wanted them back into the bylaws. So that's your big changes. Yeah, and, and a lot of those come because they're, they're election stuff. Mm -hmm. Correct. And uh, so they're in policy now, but it's, so it's clarifying and putting them back in bylaws. And the reason they wanted, the board wanted to put them into bylaws uh, was so that 
any board can't just come in and change the policy Correct. because the board can vote and change policy. Mm-hmm. And that way it's it's a fair thing and the members can actually really decide how mm-hmm. these elections are held. Correct. You're so, exactly right. So I think that's a great thing. Um, the other thing we're going to have there is it's one of our three events. Uh, in case you don't know, um, we're in the, we're getting into election season. Um, and I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about local association election. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the applications have gone out. I think by the They're time today, yeah, by the time this actually comes out, it'll be passed. So hopefully mm-hmm. you've got your application in if you want. The next step is those will be vetted with the nominating committee. Correct. Once the nominating committee gets through that, then it's uh, approved. Well, is it approved interviews by interviews first. first, and then it's approved by the board. Correct. The slate's ratified, basically, Correct. and then they're allowed to announce. The we name, announce. We don't announce the names until the end of June. End of June. Correct. But there's going to be a process to get there. So yes. We announce the names at the end of June, and then they will start campaigning. Correct. We've shortened the campaign uh, cycle a little bit by about a week from last year, Mm -hmm. but we've, in doing that, we've done some, uh, I think we've made it more efficient or a better way for the members to get to know the candidates. Yes. By having the two additional events besides the general membership that the board of directors approved. Right. And this was all decided by, uh, an election committee or a PAG PAG, that was put together so that they could look at our election process. And some of the things they came up with was um, we'll have three events, one prior to the general membership, which we're looking at like the sixth. Yes, we are working with a venue right now for the sixth um, at the um, Revere Golf Course. And then you have general membership. And then right now we're working on a third location um, between the association and Summerlin that we're hoping for to have on July 11th or 12th. But don't forget that we are going to be partnering with the industry partners with those events. Yeah, and that's that's going to be a cool thing because a lot of times in the election things like Women's Council would have their Mm -hmm. own event, uh, brokers would have their own events, and it would be very sparse with the, the turnout. So we thought if we could bring these into three events Mm -hmm. and we strategically place them so Mm -hmm. they're close to where you live you don't have to come to all three but you could um then we should be able to get the attendance of the members to really ask the questions and ask these candidates because i think it's important that you guys ask the questions and understand the candidates let's not make this a popularity contest really get to know how they Mm -hmm. may or or may not benefit the association let's do something really good for the the association by putting the right people in place. Correct. And then at the general membership meeting, um, Brandon will be moderating the questions. We will have um, two to three microphones set up in the actual room um, with numbers on the microphones. And so the audience who's there will be able to ask the candidates questions as long as they have to be pre-approved first by myself and the attorney. Um, And then those questions will be handed to Brandon and Brandon will ask the questions. The other thing that we're doing is we're going to record it. And so as soon as we get done recording it, um, Monday, Devin will come back. He'll um, proof it, do that. And then we will be posting it on the candidates page on the website. So if anybody misses the general membership meeting, they can go through and they can watch that video of the candidate, your questions, their questions, like you said, that they can look at the candidates. So we're doing that too. That would be exciting. So I think this would be mm-hmm. good so we can really get to know them and um, um, 
like I said, I hope we have a good turnout and we'll know by the end of June, I guess. Um, uh, the elections are over on July 14th. So 11, 12, 13th, 15th, July 15th. Yeah. So the Monday following the general membership, you'll be able to start voting. Yeah. So 1201 um, on that morning um, of Monday morning, the um, elections open and then the elections close on Friday at two. Two. Correct. And the neat thing about Friday at two o'clock, we're going to have... Uh, campaign party, reveal election party. reveal party um, down here at the association celebration. where celebration um, where all the 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 results will be announced or revealed to everybody at the same time live live live. So this has never been done. Nope. In the past, it's done with the nominating committee and then the uh, president elect calls everybody. But Correct. here, everybody will know all at the same time. Yeah. So when it comes to the elections, for anybody who doesn't know, I do not have access. Nobody in my staff has access except for the third party. Even you don't have access. I don't have access until like exactly 201 and then I can log in. So that's going to be done live. So my computer will be hooked up to the screens. And as soon as I log in and I go to the second page, you'll be able to see all of the all of the winners and everything live there and we're going to have some light you know some light snacks and we'll have a bar to have like a drink and that kind of thing but it's going to be from 1 30 um to like three and that way you know but it's gonna i i think it's a great idea i mean we've never done anything like that yeah. before so it's a little exciting so get out and and support uh these events to get to know the candidates and come to the reveal party um because i think the what the spotlight we're putting on the elections I think is a good thing this year and hopefully it mm-hmm. works and we can continue it on. Um, all right, so another thing that I don't know if all our members know we have, um, and this is something at the the general membership meeting you actually have a, an opportunity to donate some money to. You do right? Yes. And so this is what we call the benevolent fund. Correct. What is the history of the benevolent fund? How did this start? So um, we had um, two past presidents. Um, One was Cheryl Smith, who uh, was also a chapter president, or excuse me, not a, Cheryl wasn't a past president. She was a past board member. Um, She, they were, she was a president of a local chapter who closed that chapter down and they agreed to donate that money to the association to start a benevolent fund. And what the benevolent fund is there for is if any of our members get in any financial crisis, they can call, get an application and apply for funds. And um, during Dave Tina's year, he actually added to the fund um, that year by giving um, at the end of the year, giving his money over to the fund, which kind of started the fund. And then over the years, we've done different um, little fundraisers or like we're going to do for general membership that you could talk about in a second to build that fund up. But I think what is the most important thing is, is in the last four years, we've given away seven. Well, we haven't given away, but out of the donations, we've helped our members at the total of $76,370.16, which is huge. That is big. It's big that they've been able to apply for monies to be able to help them, whether it's their mortgage payments or, 
you know, they can't pay their dues with it, but they can pay for medical bills, mortgages, things like that. Um, and the nice thing is it does go through the Nevada Foundation, which is a third party um, who handles millions of um, relief funds just like this. Um, throughout the valley and um, it's they all do it there so the board and us are not involved in the application process nor voting on who gets it so it's really nice that they actually review everything and Nevada Foundation is the one who votes on it right and nor we don't even know who nope. actually puts in an application and we don't know who who gets nope. approved for any money so that's correct it's it's anonymous to us but this is realtors helping realtors yes and so it's a great fun and it's all local here it's our correct. local realtors helping our yes. local realtors um, but uh, every every general membership meeting we have a CE class we have the 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 launch, correct, and you are charged a fee, correct. But when you show up, you're basically given back that thirty-five dollars mm -hmm. as a you're credit. Refunded, correct. Um, in the past general, last general membership, we asked uh, there was cards on the table to re-donate that back to our pack, which mm -hmm. is another great cause. Um, and at this general membership, it'll be your opportunity to to donate back the thirty-five dollars to the benevolent fund. Correct. And I recommend that we truly support this. And thirty-five dollars is is a drop in the bucket to be able to help another realtor that's really mm -hmm. in need somewhere. And so I'm I love that we have the benevolent fund because not all associations do. No, um, I only know of a couple of them that do, and I know that you and the president Leckley Barrett have several ideas of different things that you guys want to create like cufflinks, like special pins, things like that to be able to sell in the store or, you know, maybe do raffles or something like that to also boost up that benevolent fund too. Mm -hmm. But it's a great cause and a lot of our members use it. And I think it's really great that our members are helping each other. So come to the membership meeting and donate your money. Um, but be there also to vote on the bylaws and get to know our candidates. Um, so committees, I mean, I like committees. I think it's a great place where a lot of people start. Um, one of the things that's been big for me, even when I was running for president-elect um, and, and going through this year, was communications. Yes. And so when we go down the road of communications, it's, it's not an easy thing to communicate with people because not everyone communicates the same way. No, they do not. And so one of the things that we did is I, create, I had a communication PAG put mm -hmm. together, and they met, and they went through... Uh, a lot of great ideas. And what I find is a lot of times with a uh, PAG, a president, presidential advisory group, um, the ideas are there, but how do we implement these? And so the, the PAG came up with the idea of actually creating a commun communication committee. Mm -hmm. And this isn't like an open committee. This would be a committee that I believe we'll have applications for, but uh, the policy hasn't quite been written yet. Correct. So stay tuned for actually how that'll break down. But the idea behind this is really how to get information disseminated mm -hmm. out to the members the best possible way so everyone's aware, uh, i.e. forms, releases, stuff like that. Well, and it's going to be a good way for members to tell us how they want to be communicated with, right? Mm -hmm. That's the trick, right? Do you want text messages? Do you want emails? Do you want both? Do you want neither? You know, I mean, right now we have, you know, around three, thir I think it's around 3,800 of our members that opt out of our emails, which has a lot of information in there. 
And so it would be nice to be able to, for the members to tell us how they would like to be communicated, especially since the board just passed a motion to be able to allow the board of directors and the association to start text messaging messages to them, right? They started doing that with the education. It's been working really well where you take your phone and now use that to register for or to sign in for classes. We're starting to use that for committee meetings. It's working out really well. We use it at general membership and it worked out really well. Um, and so we're going to start communicating through text messages, not overload, but like right. important things, events and things like that. But yes, communication is huge. So I think this committee will help, especially um, getting a survey out to the members to actually physically ask them um, how they communicate as long as they didn't take themselves off of the communication list so they can get that. Right. No, and that's and that's a good point. And the, the associations had the ability to text but it hasn't been the mainstream that we've been doing. So Correct. we are working towards that for a better communication. Yes. Obviously, we, we've we launched this podcast, and hopefully people are getting good information from it as well. Um, one of the other things that we, uh, we looked at was as we disseminate information, uh, a lot of times it just goes right – it goes – it, it usually goes through a chain. It's usually sent out to the brokers the day before it's sent out to the rest of the members. Depending on what it is. What yes. it is. Um, but one of the things that I thought would be important is actually get some feedback and some buy-in um, as we're s disseminating information from brokers. Mm -hmm. And so we did create a broker committee this year, and it consists of 20 members. 25 members, see? And she even she even gave me this thing here, so I've got <laughs> it right here. So it's 25 members, and we broke it down by the different size of, of brokerages. So 200-plus agents, um, we have five, we'll have five members from there, 100 to 199, five, 50 to 99, five, 20 to 49, five, and then um, from one to 19 agents, five members as well. Um, so... Uh, Lee Barrett and myself, uh, Lee Barrett being the, the president-elect, um, met and we selected 25 members for this. So you may have already gotten a call or you will be getting a call to ask if uh, you are willing to, to do this mm -hmm. uh, and, and sit on this. This isn't a, a committee that meets on a monthly basis. No. It's an as-needed basis, but it's a way for you guys to stay in the know of what's happening and us to really communicate with you guys and get feedback as well. Um, this is rotated on a yearly basis halfway. And what I mean by that is half this board, half this committee will be on a two-year term staggered. And, and the other one will be on a one. Yeah. Staggered's a Which better I think year. think good. Word. And yeah. And I think it's a really good idea because, you know, like you're a broker, right? And you always say that the communication starts with the broker. So by getting them involved and putting the committee together, I think it's really good for them to give us feedback and for us to always, to, for us to give them feedback, for us to give them feedback. And plus you can use them for focus groups that we need too. Right. So that's always a good thing. And the association doesn't want to take the place of a broker. No. I mean, we need the brokers. The brokers need to have the information. Correct. And hopefully this gets a little bit more engagement and a two-way communication going through there. So this is an appointed committee. And so if you're interested on this, you don't get a call this year, you would let the president-elect know, whoever wins the election next year, that you're interested in it and they can consider uh, appointing you to this committee. Correct. Or you can also call me or email me. My email is on the website. My phone number is 702-784-5027. And if you're interested in um, being appointed to a committee, any of the committees, you can always email me and I always put a list together. And then when the 
president-elect, which is Lee Barrett, and I start meeting in September and we start picking the committees, um, I'll have a name. So if you're interested in any of the appointed committees, you just have to call me or email me and let me know. Um, that goes for this committee too, the broker committee and the communications committee, if you're interested. And that reminds me, we are going to be doing an application process this year, right, for the committees that we're actually going to be developing an application. So if anybody's interested for committees, they can fill out the application and the application can be reviewed by the president, the president-elect, and if so, the board of directors, um, but it'll give some history. So if anybody asks why this person or this person, we have those applications um, and we know the history of them. So that's something new that'll be coming out too in the next couple of months for you guys to start applying for committees um, that you guys want to be on or be elected to when um, Lee Barrett, the president-elect, and I meet, um, which will help you guys in the future because if somebody's interested in something, they'll be able to tell us. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's coming in as president-elect when you're making those uh, choices because the president-elect makes the vice chair, and hopefully they do a great job and they move mm -hmm. up into chair. But it was it was tough because you don't you don't know everybody in the association, Correct. and all all the rest of the people in the association, not everyone knows how to get on these committees. Mm -hmm. So it it seems like the secret thing. So I like the application process, mm -hmm. and it's 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 more so that you can raise your hand and basically say I'm interested. Correct. And uh, then it gives an opportunity for us to go through more names and really diversify mm -hmm. these committees, and some of the other ones. That that are appointed is, is grievance, right? Grievance, correct. So if you want to be on grievance, that would be an application. Forms committee would be an application. Um, bylaws, um, political advisory. There's several committees. Finance. Finance. There's several committees that are appointed. Um, but if you look on the website, um, there is a button at the top called committees, and it has a list of all of the committees. Um, so you can always put on your application which one you're interested in um, and then put down your qualifications and then we can look at those and review them for when it's time to pick for the committees. But at least we know when there's a process. There hasn't really been a process before and now we're developing a process to make it easy and it's going to be an automated process, which will be nice. So you'll be able to do all of that through the website, apply through the website, get a confirmation through the website. Um, and all of those will hit through the website. So that'll be a really cool um, thing. They just showed me a, an application that they finished yesterday for um, one of the awards that if the member is filling it out, it auto populates their information and it automatically tells you that I'm sorry, you don't qualify. Or yes, you do qualify. That's Dan and the team. Yes, that's Dan and the team. Yeah, so it was. It's so it looks really cool. So when the awards come up towards the end of the year, it's going to be nice because normally we hand do all that, but it's going to enter it all into the system and then be like, you know, you don't, and then something will come up to tell you why and then what you can do to qualify for the following year. So yeah. that's coming up to that. That so is good because when cool. I first moved here, I applied to be on the um, MLS or committee, and uh, I didn't qualify. But I went through the whole process yeah. to find so, out. So, yeah, we're qualify. trying to help by by minimizing that. So we know it takes, you guys, we know all the members are busy. It takes a lot of time to fill out applications. And the worst thing is to fill out the application, submit the application just to find out you don't qualify. When in the middle of the application, something could have came up and said you don't qualify and why. Just like I got um, a phone call on Thursday and he wanted to apply for the board. 
And the first question, of course, I asked was, you know, have you served on any committees? And he, they were like, no, I haven't. And I said, well, I'm so sorry, but you have to serve on a committee. And he was like, great. Well, what do you think I should do? And I was like, what are you interested in? And so I got him, you know, to sign up for three committees. So it was a really good thing for him. And he found out a lot of information that he didn't know. And then he was able to pick the ones that he liked the most. So that's good. And I always think, a good thing. I think uh, serving on a committee is an important part of running for the board because you got to kind of understand what happens here at the association. Let's get involved and then yeah. then move up. We encourage everyone to move up. Involvement is is the best way to know what's going on at the association is to get involved either one way or another, get involved. It's one meeting, one and a half hour a month, but you get to know what's going on, reports, things like that, that if you don't like to read emails, you can get them from committee meetings because some of them cross over. Yeah. And then, uh, and get to know what goes on at the, the association. Cause, uh, I've learned that we give out designation scholarships. Yes, we do. And we're in the middle of giving out college school. I mean, uh, applications for college college scholarships right now too. Yeah, we have a budget of about um it's either sixty or eighty thousand dollars a year that we give out um to scholarships to our members. So it can be a member, a member's child or a member's grandchild, but there's certain criteria that they have to meet. But uh if you have questions about that, you can call Krista Baker at 702-784-5026. And she's in the middle of those um, applications right now. But yes, you guys, we do have a designation, one in the beginning of the year and a certification one. And then we have the college one um, during the summer. And we gave out 18 designation scholarships this year. Yes. Out of, we had, We had about 28, 30 applications and only a few of them. And that's another thing that um, the team is working on is for the scholarship one, right? So when you're filling out the scholarship app, if you don't meet those requirements per policy, it'll tell you and then tell you what you need to do. So you're not filling out an application again. That's taking you an hour to fill out to get that information. So, yes. Very good. Trying to make it easier. One last things I have is we did create a crypto pack this year. I think yes. cryptocurrency and blockchain are going to be a big thing in our industry. And um, I don't know how it will affect us, but hopefully this pack will get together and really discuss some of the options and stuff. So we as an association can start, stay mm-hmm. ahead of the curve rather than try to catch up. And one of the things they will evaluate is, is would, would it be something beneficial that we eventually move that into a committee? So, well, I mean, hasn't Miami already sold two houses through crypto? Yeah. And Florida has done, yeah, they've done them into NFTs and, and transferred yeah. them. So, so I think um, that's a great, it's happening. Yeah. It's just, I don't know how fast it'll happen or whatever, but hopefully these brilliant minds can, uh, can steer, lead us in the right direction there. That so. should be nice. Well, that's all I have on my potpourri stuff. I have a couple more things, just really quick. Of course, I you always do. do. Um, so, Remine. Mm-hmm. So, Remine is coming up. Transaction Desk is going to be shut off in the middle of September. So, if you've had, if you have not taken a Remine class for education, we offer live classes, we offer Zoom classes, and for brokers, um, if you call Teresa at seven zero two. she will come to your brokerage office meeting and train your agents at your office. 
Um, I know a couple of people who've already done that. It's worked out really well. So that's an option too. Um, also, those there's pre-recorded videos um, and we have some other videos that are going to be hitting uh, on the training. The one thing that we also do is what we call open labs, which is nice because you can come down here on Monday, bring your computer and you can have one on one um, time with Teresa to help you transfer your files, to help you walk through how to do anything that you need to know um, in Remind before transaction just does go away. Um, the next thing is going back um, really quick about communications. If you want to know what's going on with the association, we send out a weekly newsletter every Monday. We send out the education schedule every Wednesday, and then we send out an MLS newsletter every Thursday. And then every quarter we send out um, the commercial newsletter now too. So that way you guys can get information regarding what's going on with the association, what's going on with those different things. And then Brandon's podcast now is now you know what's going on in the boardrooms. There you go. Mm -hmm. Is that it? I'm it now. Done. That's it. Well, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening, and we really appreciate all our members and look forward to seeing you at our general membership meeting and our other events for the election coming up. So Yes, and don't forget about YPN too. That's oh, going to be a fun event. Oh, that's going to be the event. next one. Yes, the so, YPN is going to be before general membership. That's going to be a really fun event. It's always a good time. Yes. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.